0: welcome you to New Fellowship Mission A Baptist Church, where Pastor Dante Hall is our senior pastor. I am your host, Bill Riley. Our Sunday School lesson for today, the title is The Redeemer Will Come. The Redeemer Will Come. It is found in Isaiah 59 verses 1 through 4, And verses 15 to 21 our golden text the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression and Jacob said of the Lord hmm the evidence against the man was overwhelming and he offered no rebuttal his defense if one could call it that was greatly hampered by the fact that he was acting on his own attorney Only after the verdict was read did the man's precarious situation become clear. This was the third conviction for the same offense and it meant a mandatory jail service. Why did he represent himself when he was so inadequate to do so? It was probably because every attorney had consulted and recommended a guilty plea and appeal for some leniency. perhaps that would have brought a more favorable outcome for the man. But he insisted on going his own way, no one to represent him. Thank God, though we are guilty sinners with no one among us adequate enough to represent us before the Almighty God, Lord himself. Our lesson outline is broken up into two parts. The first part is the separation from God. The second part is the solution of God. Part 1 Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood. And your fingers with iniquity your lips have spoken lies your tongue have muttered perverseness the first uh, verses in Isaiah 59 would probably be the solemn verdict the solemn verdict the first 39 chapters of Isaiah speaks primarily of the coming judgment both on the nation surrounding God's people and on the people of Israel and Judah themselves The remainder of the book offers hope to a sinful and rebellious people. In spite of their sins, the Lord promised to bless them in a future day when they turn in repentance to Him. The first observation that I want to point out is the Lord's hand is not shortened. It's obvious that the conviction of the people of Israel and Judah is very severe. Although it's very severe, verse one points out attributes of God that the Lord's hand is not shortened; it cannot that it cannot save; neither His ear heavy; that it cannot hear. Was obvious that the people of Israel and Judah have prayed to the Lord, and because. Of their prayers they went unanswered why did their prayers go unanswered is because they had in verse 2 it, it says that but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear but in verse 3 it also says for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquities. Now, this word here, blood, is probably referring to the offerings in which the children of Israel had offered sacrifices for their repentance after the fact that they have sinned to the Lord or against the Lord. However, this also could be referring to the blood in which their sin was found out that they were offering their children unto idol sacrifices, and God's anger was very wroth. It's interesting that the Gospel Union Press has skipped verses uh, five through uh, 14, which talks about um, Israel's behavior and character during this time. If you look at 2 Kings chapter 17, you'll find that um, the events in which Israel uh, took part and their pagan practices and how they repeatedly um, went against God's laws. Proverbs 28 verse 9 says that God cannot stand the prayers of anyone who disobeys his laws. In verse 3 we dealt with the blood and it also says your finger with iniquity. Well, what is iniquity? Iniquity is perversion or crooked behavior. It speaks of being guilty of immoral and unjust acts towards God. Isaiah 59 verse 5 says, They hatch eggs of vipers and spin a spider's web. Whoever eats their eggs will die, and when one is broken, an adder or snake is hatched. Their cobwebs are useless for clothing. They cannot cover themselves with what they make. Their deeds are evil deeds. And acts of violence are in their hands their feet rush into sin they are swift to shed innocent blood their thoughts are evil thoughts ruin and destruction mark their way the way of peace they do not know there is no justice in their path they have turned them into crooked roads no one who walks in them will know peace so justice is far from us and righteousness does not reach us we look for light but all is darkness for brightness we walk in the deep shadows like a blind we groped along the wall looking and um, feeling our way like men with our eyes at midday we stumble as if we were twilight among the strong we are like the dead we are growl like bears. We moan mournfully like doves. We look for justice, but find none. For deliverance, but it is far away. Sounds gruesome. Gruesome discoveries in Isaiah 59, 5 through 11. But it's interesting as I was looking at this text, I was looking for if there was any remorse or any repentance in this chapter. And in verse 12 is the only verse that I could find that would have have seen what it seems as if these people knew what their wrongs were, but then they cried out to the Lord. And verse 12 says, For our offenses are many in your sight, and our sins testify against us. Our offenses are very With I'm sorry, our offenses are ever with us and we acknowledge our iniquities, rebellion and treachery against the Lord, turning our backs on our God, fermenting oppression and revolt, uttering lies our hearts have conceived. Like most of us, these are some of the situations that I found myself in um, before I came to the Lord having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You know, that wishy-washy moments in your life, um, wanting to do your own thing, thinking that your ways are, are righteous, but in reality, they were totally against the Lord. Obviously, these people are have just discovered that where they are they're so far away let's take a look at verse 14 it says so justice is driven back and righteousness stands at a distance truth has stumbled in the streets honesty cannot enter it would have seemed as if the whole world system was governing themselves in this kind of way separating themselves further and further away from god during this corona pandemic, we have seen some of the worst of people. Um, in the beginning stages, we've seen that the long lines in the gun shops were were uh, astronomical. We saw that anarchy was uh, on the rise. But I thank God that during um, this time that God has stepped in once again to help us and to save us. Not the White House, but the God House. Amen. However, it's still not over. Because of Isaiah's book and the way it's constructed, there's actually 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. And the book of Isaiah could be broken up into two parts. The first part would be the first 39 books, and the second part would be the rest from 40 to 66. Mm, Sounds familiar. The Bible, 66 books, is broken up into two parts. Mm, Alright, that's another uh, time. There's another teaching for another time. Uh, let's deal with this verse fifteen. It says, Yea, truth faileth and that and that he that departed from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. The sorrowful acknowledgement in verses 9 through 15, the prophet Isaiah speaks in the first person, identifying the people of Judah and acknowledging God's verdict in verses 1 through 8 as true and accurate. The utterly corrupt nature of Judah's society is summed up in these words. He that departed from evil maketh himself a prey. Those who sought to do what was right were not honored, but attacked. Hmm, That's just like. Um, the world system. Whenever you're trying to get yourself together, the more you try to get yourself together, the harder it becomes to get yourself together. It would have seemed as if the tides or the current was still going in the direction of wrongness. But as soon as you decide you want to get uh, right with God, that's when all hell breaks loose. The solution of God. Verse 16 says, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness. It sustained him. The word in verse 16 is intercession. There was no intercessor. There was no one to intercede on the behalf of the people. I believe that God's heart was touched because of those who wanted to get right with God. It's interesting that the Bible says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That gets God's attention. And look what happened in the coming verses in verse 17. It says, for he put on righteousness as a breastplate. And a helmet of salvation upon his head and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak according to their deeds according to he will repay fury to his adversaries recompense to his enemies to the islands he will repay recompense verse 16 we see an expression of astonishment from the lord that there there was no intercessor this does not mean god was surprised by this but rather it stresses the helplessness of the people there was no one to act as a mediator between the holy god and the sinful people the only solution the only hope of salvation was for the lord himself to become their intercessor in the phrase his arm brought salvation unto them unto him in the phrase his arm brought salvation unto him him apparently refers to the people of judah although it could refer to his own interests in this and their salvation by his power alone, he would save his people. And basically what it's saying is that it got God's attention and that God is dressing himself up. He's getting ready to prepare to um, redeem his people, to buy back and purchase them back from their sins and their circumstances and their situation. What's the point? God's God is patient, but eventually punishes individuals and nations for their persistent sin. Yet his punishment is not vindictive. It's intended as a remedy to turn people away from sins that hurts them and hurts others. God purchased his people back from the enemy's hands. In verse 19, it says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them and the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob's said the Lord. Here is where prophecy becomes at its best. Prophecy can sometimes be very confusing, and, and at the same time be very simple. The broader perspective of prophecy, can, you can get lost in it, but then when you read it um, and study it for a great period of time, it becomes even clearer. A lot of symbolisms and a lot of um, retrospective um, language is used um, in prophecy. So basically, to sum up what Isaiah is saying in chapter 59, is that although Israel's sin will be dealt with, however, God will have grace and mercy, grace giving us something we don't deserve, and mercy holding back the punishment that we do deserve, in order for him to interact into the history of time and also with his people, he will deliver Israel from the hands of their enemy in 722, the Northern Kingdom was obliterated. And the reason why I say obliterated is because there was much, there was not much left of a nation afterwards. But although there were um, fragments of people um, still clinging to the Northern Kingdom, inter interwoven into certain nations in 586 BC, the Southern kingdom went into captivity to Babylon and God is getting up, getting himself dressed and he's coming to um, redeem Israel back. And so this redemption is when God had released them from their prison walls of the Southern kingdom. I mean, of the, uh, Babylon, um, captives here, Isaiah catapults forward into a time where after the captivity after our, our sins have been dealt with and I say our sins because we're included in that because God does, is not a respective person. Um, God will then impart his spirit into our hearts instead of laws on the tablets of stone it, the laws will be into our hearts by the uh, active um, force or active person of the Holy Spirit. I didn't mean to say force. Scratch that. Finally, verse 21 says, As for me, this is my covenant with them, said of the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed, said of the Lord from henceforth and forevermore. Today's aim to see that we are all sinners in need of a savior and that savior is Jesus Christ. The principle to teach that our sins have separated us from God, but God sent his son to reconcile us to himself and application is to embrace the truth that salvation is found only in Jesus Christ, who has redeemed us from our sins. When we sin, it is as if we are a car speeding downhill. The hill may be steep or gradual. It may be bumpy or smooth, but sooner or later we crash at the bottom. We end up in the junkyard. Jesus is like the driver of a toll truck. He finds us crashed in the junkyard. He redeems us, by us, purchase us or pays for us he tows us out of the junkyard. He fixed our broken parts, but he does more than just that. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that Jesus makes us a new creation. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ as your savior, you are a new creation. You are like a car that has been fixed and sent back on the road. God's spirit rests inside of us and you can say no to sin because God gives you the power. Jesus redeems everyone who calls out to him and believes that he is God's son. When Jesus lived on earth, many Jewish people did not believe in him. Someday Jesus will return to the earth as the mighty king. Then many of us will believe, including the Jews two practical points and we're done. Our sin creates a barrier in our relationship with God, the Lord. Number two, all have sinned and need to repent and get back into right standing with the Lord. That's it. That's all I have for you. 20 minutes is up. This stuff is getting longer, ain't it? I hope you can hang in there. Hopefully there's something was said that will be able to edify you and to encourage your heart. Thank you. God bless.